Hey everybody, Bob here, and this week we're going to take a quick break from talking about our Season 2 Indiegogo campaign in order to share another podcast with you that we really love, called Moonbase Theta Out. This show is a queer sci-fi audio drama that is committed to featuring queer, ethnically diverse, disabled, and neurodivergent characters in strong, positive, enduring roles. In Moonbase Theta Out, the year is 2098. The Moonbase program has been determined unprofitable, and the last base, Theta, is 20 weeks from being decommissioned. Most of the crew is in stasis awaiting retrieval. Only five remain, including Roger Brigado Fisher, comms lead, sending weekly reports back to Earth. This podcast is really special and already has three complete seasons and a miniseries under its belt, so there is a lot for you to catch up on. What we adore about this show is how much it's evolved and grown over time, beginning as a single narrator podcast before slowly becoming a much larger ensemble affair, chock full of actors and creators that we know and love. And the thing that Deej and their team do that's really special in my opinion is they balance big global world building with intrigue and drama with small interpersonal relationships in a way that is masterful. Take a listen to a medley of all three seasons in our feed right here, right now, and search for Moonbase Theta Out in the podcast app of your choice to hear the rest. And now, Moonbase Theta Out. This is Consortium Channel 5, Moonbase Reports and Broadcasts. The combined corporate Moonbase project, a sign of our ongoing success. Broadcasting, this is Roger Brigado Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 4th, 2098. The time is 10.15. We are now at 20 weeks before base shutdown. According to guidelines, the majority of our crew has gone into stasis to conserve resources. Still awake from our 42-person complement are myself, Nessa Chong, Agriculture, Shwini Ray, Astrophysics, Michelle Langlois, Security, and Wilder, Base Maintenance. This is as per your list, other than the replacement with Nessa. Our other farmer, Harold McVett, was a medical induction due to respiratory distress. A full report will be transmitted after this broadcast. Tasks for the shutdown sequence are outlined in the memo approved by senior management. These will be assigned as they best suit each team member and include the ramping down of all mining operations, programming the radio telescopes for remote operation, closing down all active experiments, and saving off data. Experiments requiring special attention include Bristol, where the hedgehogs will need to transition to Earth's standard atmosphere, Pixie, where the hallucinogenic agents must be neutralized without aspiration, and decisions must be made regarding the mutated tardigrades from Project Grobear. All team members will assist in the sterilizing and space-proofing of laboratory areas as they are closed off. All active crew will also take shifts monitoring the stasis pods, as we have already noted some variations in the reports. We'd like to request the full shutdown logs from bases Alpha through Eta to see if they experienced any of the same. None of us are experts in this area. The additional data would be helpful. Naturally, we're all looking forward to waking up safe and sound back on Earth. We appreciate you making this a priority. We would have accessed the information directly, but our link to the bases on the near side remains broken. I'd like to take an inspection tour of the microwave transmission towers. Please see my requests of June 28th 
July 12th and August 1st. Michelle will not release the rover vehicle for my use without your signed approval, despite my numerous, numerous requests. Of course, this means we have lost video links as well, and with them our view of Earth and how things are going down there. We're starting to forget your face. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 85%. Water is at 63%. These will continue to increase with mining at current levels. We've switched power to the polar stations as we're currently in dark phase. Food stores are sufficient, particularly now that there are only five of us to fight over the drumsticks, and three are vegan. I'll attach the numbers for that survey the entertainment wings sent up. We had every crew member run through at pre-stasis. The foie gras track had the most heat as far as olfactory goes, but in the traditional media, the sense around from Hanuman's children was more of a hit. Everyone's excited to live that on release day. Regarding your comment on my last transmission, if you review my employment contract, I am allocated 15 seconds of each broadcast for personal messages. My personal message is as follows. To my husband, Alessandra, I love you. Give Castor and Pollux a treat for me. I'll be coming home soon. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergata Fisher, Moonbase Theta, October 6th, 2098, 2016. The rocket has just departed on schedule. There was a slight delay due to a faulty locking mechanism on loading hatch 3, but Wilder was able to make a repair with a length of 9-gauge wire and a flame-retardant duct tape. Watch for that on landing. All supplies are checked off on the manifest as received. The helium-3 tanks were loaded without incident and locked in successfully. Not loaded in successfully were the personnel stasis pods. We had 15 pods prepared for transport, stacked for loading on the surface, hooked to temporary connections so there would be no power or coolant interruptions, all as per standard requirements. When your rocket arrived and we opened it up, inside the bay reserved for the pods was nothing. No wire or tubing hookups, none of the required racks or dampers. I suppose we could have stacked them like shoeboxes. We could have chucked them in there and hoped for the best. Was there a memo we missed? Some change in the target dates? There are only two scheduled rocket landings after this one, and even if we dumped the HE-3 to make more space, we couldn't fit 42 pods into two rockets. Let us know as soon as possible what happened, why we weren't informed. What's going on? I'm sorry. Please advise regarding your plan for the offload of base personnel. I'm sure you can understand our anxiety. We await your response. Eleven weeks before base shutdown. Normal operations continue. Ashwini monitors the telescope arrays closely, including tracking the SK asteroid, which is now on a path back out of our solar system. Mining operations focused on helium-3 production continue apace. Agricultural and maintenance report, no incidents, fully on schedule. You also insisted that I provide information regarding the internal monitoring, which, of course, has been undertaken. I want to register my continued discomfort with the task, but my current report is as follows. Almost all of Ashwini's conversations are regarding theories and aspects of their analysis, despite the fact that no one they're speaking to could possibly understand the ramifications. Wilder has this really annoying habit of digging up ancient memes from the database and forwarding them around. None of us are certain what a doge is, but we've had about enough. Nessa's personal communications range quite a bit. They offer a lot of emotional support to the rest of the crew, almost a de facto counselor at times, but they also have an odd penchant for true crime media, so you hear more about autopsies and blood spatter than you might want to learn. 
I'll harm us, of course. If you want to report on myself, I'm sure anyone would tell you I spend too much time sighing about my family at home. I mean, you're talking about someone who had claws written into their contract to send sappy messages to their husband every week. I wasn't able to monitor Michelle's messaging of any sort. It's completely locked down, which I'd assume you're aware of and approve. That's, um, all I have to say in this area. Personal message to follow. To my wonderful, amazing, incredibly good-looking and personable husband. Well, that's all the birthday present you're getting from me. All right. All right. What did you think of the orbital? Did it fit? I hope the platinum goes well with the advancing gray in your hair. I found another poem in your book. It seemed appropriate. This one is by Anna Hampstead Branch. When I am weary for delight and spent, even as a bird that tries to long its wings, will nest a while amid the grass and sings, so I drop downward from the wonderment of timelessness and space in which we were blent. The wind, the sunshine, and the wanderings of all the planets to the little things that are my grass and flowers, and am content. Or if in flight my wing should beat so far from the kind grass that is so cool and deep that it must poise among the winds on high, yet will I sing to thee from star to star, piercing thy sunshine, and will always keep a song for thee amid the farthest sky. Happiest of days. Save some cake, love. We've only got ten more weeks. Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergata Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. Um, the date is October 20, 2098. The time... Um, uh, we are at uh, nine weeks, nine weeks until shutdown. Base operations are on an even keel. Helium-3 is increasing steadily. Water and power... We control most of the water and all of the power. Food, uh, we're doing okay. Shutdown sequences are on schedule, mostly on schedule. Uh, the reports you've requested previously are complete and will be appended to this broadcast. Two days ago, we received a broadcast from an unauthorized source, a rogue satellite apparently launched with the purpose of coming within short-range communications distance of our network. Ashwini was tracking it as an unidentified object. We didn't even know for some time that it was sending. The frequency it used isn't typically monitored. The message was not encrypted and is fairly brief. I'll patch it in here. Good morning, occupants of the moon. This is Maudie Sarah, leader of the Three Rivers Cooperative Community. We're a humanitarian enclave originally founded under UN leadership when there was a UN. We've managed to avoid corporate ownership from then to now, which is both a blessing and a curse. We're not the only freehold left to welcome the stranger, but as far as we know, we're the largest left standing. While we stand, it's getting harder and harder down here. What with all the intramural squabbles between the major players, I'm sure you've seen the pattern. You must see halfway to God from where you're sitting. The coastal enclaves are constantly moving inward as the waters rise, annexing land wherever they can grab, 
making backroom coalitions. Zhengzhou, Shanghai, Philadelphia, D.C., Rio, Sao Paulo. It's all the same dance. They conglomerate, strip the land down to the bedrock, then look for the next green pasture. It's getting to where they're all going to meet in the middle and anyone left who's unincorporated will get squeezed out. There are still pockets here and there where we don't have enough of what they need, resources or money to spend. But few places will take our coin. And it's not easy to raise your own crops. All the seed has that fertilizer lock built in and won't grow without it. And the water, we all know what's upstream. Messaging is pretty well locked down. We can't reach the other independents. We can't reach the supporters we might have inside the system. What we can still do is reach the moon. There's an old launch site. You don't need to know where, but we've got access and a bit of old tech and... Well, if it all works out, you're hearing this message. This SOS. The moon bases took their crew from every part of the world. Every corporate enclave. All we ask is that you reach out back to where you're from and send them word. We're still here, though we don't know for how long. Send help. We need critical actions, rebellious thoughts, grassroots efforts. As long as someone lives outside the walls, they'll need the support. I don't know what life looks like on the moon, but here... It's not good, children. We're counting down. The sender does not seem aware that the bulk of the Moonbase program is already decommissioned and the personnel returned to Earth. The events they report haven't shown up on the recognized news feeds, and as all corporate enclaves dedicate a 10% tithe to humanitarian efforts, it seems unlikely that they would... uh, not find the help they need. There has been discussion among the crew as to the most proper response. We assume this broadcast must be some sort of test, a crude fiction or a joke gone awry. As such, we leave it in your hands. Personal message to follow. Alessandria, I I hope this finds you well in body, heart, and mind. It's hard to imagine what life is like down there right now, but it'll be by the time I come back to you. I've been away for far too long, but however I find you, wherever you are, that is always my world. I love you. Best to Cass and Paul. Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting. I'm sending this out on every frequency. My name is Roger Bergato Fisher. I'm. I was communications for Moonbase Theta, owned by the consortium managed by the Rio de Janeiro Enclave. Sorry, Rio Sao Paulo, whatever they're calling themselves now. Whomever is left to make that call. If you receive this message, please forward to their attention and also. To Alessandria Bagato Fisher, wherever they might be found. Alex, please be found. 
I need to know you're there. All I could think of, of, of coming back from the other side, staring through that viewport obscured by my breath, whilst all the night through fog smoke white glimmered the white moonshine. <laughs> I found that in your book of poetry, the most appropriate selection yet. I am the ancient mariner, my eyes so bright, my hands so brown. I did, when I was back on this side, message ahead to tell them what I'd found. By the time I arrived, they'd already made their choice. I found three more active stasis pods, three sets of lights blinking in perfect time. Wilder actually went into stasis first. I can see it in the logs. They pushed too hard in the mines, and their arm just came apart all at once. They had to take medical. Ashwini and Michelle, I don't think they could see another way. I think they were afraid I'd talk them out of it. I can't blame them. I, I literally can't blame them. I don't have the equipment to wake them up to have an argument. The company knew what they were doing, only setting us up for half the process. Sometimes I argue with them anyway. I curse and shout and spit, just in case they can hear. They know what they did, leaving me to watch alone. I can see it on their faces. All fixed on me their stony eyes that in the moon did glitter. I still go up to the surface a lot since coming back. I think about those messages I wrote for Ashwini, the ones to send out into space, into the black. Everyone was a failure. I couldn't figure out what to say or how to say it. I guess they should have sent a poet. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Invite them to be pen pals? Put out the welcome mat? Beg them to save us? Maybe I did. Maybe at the last possible minute, just when all hope is lost, a flying saucer will swoop down from the black. It could happen, right? Just like we might still reach down and save that freehold. It could happen. When I'm back down below, I stare at the station schematics. Crew quarters fully decommissioned, powered down. Laboratory areas fully decommissioned, powered down. Hydroponic gardens, observatory, security offices fully decommissioned, powered down. And I find my finger hovering over the power controls for the stasis pods. But I can't do that. I can't do that, Alessandria, or the poem really is about me. Alone, alone, all, all alone, alone on a wide, wide sea, and never a saint took pity on my soul in agony. Base operations report. Helium three stores are at 198%. Mining operations have ceased. Power usage is at a minimum. Water, food stores are unimportant. Personnel, 41 crew members in stasis awaiting retrieval. One crew member awake. One crew member remaining awake. The shutdown sequence is complete. Personal message. <laughs> All of this has been a personal message. Every broadcast, to anyone who receives this, anyone left out there, particularly if your name is Alex and you're married to an ancient mariner, I pass like night from land to land. I have strange power of speech. That moment that his face I see... 
I know the man that must hear me, to him my tale I teach. Live and be well. Moonbase Theta, out. I'm just saying, you could have left a note. Hey, Roger, we were feeling a little dozy. Dinner's in the fridge. Which fridge, of course, that's the game. Uh, personal log. I haven't done one of these in a while, and it seems particularly absurd at this moment, but here we are. It's been a week since I came back from the other side, and I think I'm done having conversations with this lot. Okay, hands off. I get the message. Oh, I'm done blaming them. What other choice did they have when you know what there is to know? You either lean into the nervous breakdown, or you... They've got no worries now. They can't wake up unless someone else does the job of sorting shit out. But I'm still here. My pod is waiting, there are automated systems, everything was set up for this ending, but... I feel like I need to keep watch. Someone has to walk the halls and remember. <laughs> I really am stuck on the ancient mariner thing. I guess I'll go wander, keep my eyes out for a wedding guest. More soon. I'm in the labs now, finished my rounds. Base operations remain pretty decent on their own. I top off the hydroponics every once in a while, check the oxygen levels, try to make myself eat. Chocolate supplies are finite, but I have the full cruise allotment at this point. When I can't sleep, I play back the notes the scientists left. That generally puts me right out. Experiment coded Growbear, exploring the growth potential for the phylum Tardigrada when exposed for extended periods of time to the increased solar and cosmic radiation reaching the far side of the moon. Wait, hold on. I, I want this copied to my personal folder. Additional note, this is Wilder, base maintenance. I managed to sweet-talk a tech down below, and descended me some schematics for the pods, right? Well, they blacked out pages at a time. But, I was able to piece most of it together. I got to know the procedure pretty slick, front to back, upside, downside, inside out, you name it. I'm pretty sure that at this point... I could even pull people out of stasis with the tools that I've got on hand. Or in hand. I know they didn't mean to set that knowledge loose. I made a few sketches. You make sure you check them out if you're going to carry on from what I started. Say full entry in all attached image files. Well, that, um, just happened. That could be a thing. Oh, whoever invented the recessed bolt head deserves a short trip, unsuited, to the wrong side of an airlock. Ah! Ah! Shit! All ten knuckles skin now. At least I've got the full set. <laughs> okay, I need a minute here. Schematic. Close up on section D4. 
keeping time, time, time in a sort of runic rhyme to the throbbing of the bells of the bells, bells. Ah, there you go. How's that for tintinabulation? I think I might have it right. I better have it right. I don't know enough of what I'm doing to try another way. It's now or never. If I die, tell Alex I loved him and that I'm an idiot. Okay, that's the nanoparticles. Now I count to ten while they circulate. One, two, three of the bells, 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 bells. Then it's the switch to the magnetic field generator. Switching on now. 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 God damn it to the moaning and the groaning of the bells. Ah, oh, got it. I, I think it might be. How are you doing in there, little pals? You grotesque looking sons of, it's getting warmer. It's definitely getting warmer. It's, ow, shit. Don't, just don't, please don't. Maybe if I unhook the, that's a no, no, shit, shit, oh. Oh, come on, ah. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I am in way over my head, Nessa. I don't have any idea what to do. That was the last pod I could screw around with. Some of my ethics have become questionable, but I'm not ready to experiment with an actual crew member. Maybe we're done here. I thought I was ready to stop hoping, except that maybe down there, Alex is still... Nothing else. Nothing more than that. Then I play the wrong recording when I'm trying to fall asleep, and it's wilder with her notes and her schematics and the whole fucking guilt trip that lays down. I was better off with Coleridge and Poe and the Daily Ennui, wandering the halls like the ghost of Moonbase past and losing myself in sampling every snack food, every olfactory. I'm not sure why they developed a petting zoo fragrance, living through every sense around in the library. I can eat up a whole day before you even notice it. It's a hell of a ride how they can simulate practically anything. And you can live it over and over again in an exacting detail. Changing one thing, running it again to see the effects. Changing it again, over and over until you find the perfect solution. I wonder. The schematics and the notes are digital. If this software could extrapolate from those... We could, we could mock up the whole system, including vitals for a body inside, how, how it might be affected, and try. And try again. No harm, no foul. Saving both my knuckles and my vital parts. It'd take a hell of a lot of computing power. Bits and bits and bits. And I know just the system that can juggle them all. Oh, I thought downstairs was creepy. This is like the eye of a hurricane. But the hurricane has gone to sleep. It's a disaster area in more ways than one. He thinks he could have picked up a little before heading into... Well, here we go. Why do I feel like I'm approaching the wizard? <coughs> um, Activate display. Displays. Activate. Turn on. Hello? Computer? There's not a switch somewhere, is there? 
come on, Roger, you can see the power lights. So, on. Reply. Display status. Ugh. Did Z break it just so I couldn't? Open sesame. Open says me. Melon. Oh, is there some equivalent in Narnia? Why does technology hate me? I'd go find a cave to live in if it weren't for the no breathable atmosphere thing outside. Power on! Damn it! That's it. Officially, that is it. I'm done, Nessa. I'm done, Alex. Guys and gals and non-binary, coast to coast and all the ships at sea, this is the towel. Actually, what is this? Does he wear an ascot? Symbolically, this is the towel, and I am throwing it in. That's all there is. There aren't enough distractions on the whole of the moon. I don't know if I wind up inside a stasis pod or if there's some other... But I'm beat. It took you long enough, but you beat me. Enclave 1, Roger 0. Ka-bluey. Roger? What? What, what the hell? How'd I... Roger, Bragado Fisher? I, I, I'm here. D don't shut off. I, I'm here. I know. You are here. You are... Roger, Bragado Fisher. Hello? Thank you for listening to this showcase episode of Moonbase Theta Out, featuring Lehman Kessler, H.E. Kassan, David S. Deer, Tina Daniels, and Jen Ponton. The featured episodes were written and edited by DJ Silvis and produced by DJ Silvis and Cass McPhee. The structure of our show is a little different from most. Season 1 features Roger's official broadcasts during the 20-week shutdown sequence, Season 2 dives back into those same events, this time through personal logs and messages to loved ones. And Season 3 shows us what happens next, with a huge expansion of the people and perspectives on the Earth and on the Moon. For transcripts, cast bios, and more information, visit our website at monkeymanproductions.com. Consortium Channel 5 ends our broadcast day with a final message. Honor all curfews, listen to security, and keep watching the moon.